Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello and welcome to the show. Welcome to 2022. There are little phrases that I hear that bother me because of the impact of hope in our lives. One time a family member said to me, I have always had sleep problems with such confidence in that I will always have sleep problems. No big deal. Ugh. So then that means that she always will? No. We need to break free from these limiting comments over our lives and learn how to think and speak more life-giving words. Come and join me in this episode today and learn how to think, feel, and speak empowering words to transform yourself, your family, and the people around you. You will be empowered with words of life for mental health freedom. This is a perfect follow-up from last week's episode titled, Why New Year's Resolutions Don't Work, where I talk about how the key to truly hitting your New Year's resolutions is in your thinking. After a few weeks in January, we stop being motivated and wanting to hit our goals and even forget what they were. Go back and check out this episode so you can truly stay motivated in 2022 and hit your goals. And this Thursday, you don't want to miss my episode with guests Heather and Michael Norgren, who share their powerful testimony of his porn and sex addiction and how his healing brought about an idea for a brand new company to help others who struggle with addiction. So let's pray. Holy Spirit, we welcome you right now into this show. Be with the listeners right where they are at, however they are feeling. I pray for the grace to let go of any expectations that they have of themselves and to enter into the space of impossibility with you, God, for 2022. I thank you that you are the God of the impossible and we can do more than we ever could think or imagine. I pray for rest, for peace, relaxation to receive your love and your grace right now. Open the listeners up to truly just receive. Help us, Holy Spirit, to step into something new and be open to what you are showing us for this year. I pray for your grace over what we think, what we feel, and what we say. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Help us not to strive, but to yield to you with our mind, with our words. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence right now. Thank you for your mercy, for your grace. We pray all of this in your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. After the family member that I talked about before said, I have always had sleep problems, I immediately responded, it doesn't always have to be that way. I have to watch myself because I can come off too intense and too passionate. 
I want the hope that I have bubbling inside me to reach the other person where they are ready and desired to be reached. I know what she was saying was not from God and not what God intends, but how I respond has just as much power as what she says as well. I need to slow down and allow the Holy Spirit to guide me with peace to really allow that person to receive what he needs them to hear. Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. I think me saying to this family member, it doesn't always have to be that way, is actually not bad to say. However, I knew that I was intense and I was not at peace at the time. I allowed their anxiety to get on me. Do you ever do that? Someone says something with fear attached to it and you start to feel anxious? Well, that anxiety was not yours to partner with. And I think often we don't even realize it that it's not our anxiety or our fear. All of a sudden we feel a certain way and we think it's ourself. When really, if we discern properly, we can see that it's not us. It's not ours to hang on to. If this does happen and you catch it quick enough, just say out loud this prayer, this quick little prayer. God, I repent for partnering with fear and anxiety. Get it off me right now in Jesus' name. My identity is in Jesus Christ and everything the kingdom has to offer. I am at peace and I lead others with peace. Amen. As long as we recognize it, we can pray for it and get it off us. It's not ours to begin with. This is sometimes how these comments start to get into our thinking. Many of them are very innocent and seem so small that we don't even notice them. But these comments and these words that we say to other people, to ourselves, take life away and they actually can make us worse. So I want you to open your awareness of some of the words that you say, the way that you say them. I am not innocent of this myself. I have seven phrases here that I found to be very common. I give a replacement to use instead. And as you listen, I pray that the Holy Spirit highlights the words and the phrases that you have used and the replacement comments that you can shift to. The first one is, I have always been this way. When we say these type of comments, our self dies in that moment. My mom, my dad, my family member, etc., whoever it is, has always been this way. My grandma's always been depressed. They've always been an alcoholic. There's no growth. There's no hope. There's no opportunity for change. It communicates that I will always be this way. They will always be this way. Then they will or I will. We need to open up windows and opportunities for the depression to leave or alcoholism or whatever it is. We need to open the window of opportunity by shifting the way that we speak. Instead, let's use more factual words. So let's say you are struggling with depression. It's better to say, I have been struggling with depression symptoms for about 10 years and I want to beat it. This is speaking truth. It's honestly where you are at. You're speaking out that you have these depression symptoms and you're also speaking the hope that you want to be free of it. Identify what you desire 
and what you will allow to thrive and not just survive. Number two is when we say always, never, no one, everyone. When we use these extremes or absolutes in sentences, we take something little and we make it big. We often use them for emphasis on a certain situation, but when they are attached to our mental health or others, it is destructive and it closes the door for God to come in and bring freedom. Instead, when you notice yourself saying them, back up and recognize the facts. Just like I said before, most of the time we are exaggerating the facts when we use them. Instead of, I have always had depression, say the facts of the situation, not ignoring the truth, I have been struggling with depression symptoms on and off for 10 years now, and I want to beat it. This is true, it's accurate, and it doesn't bring the intensity up and make the situation worse. Does that make sense? So we're saying, I have struggled with it for 10 years versus I have always had depression. Yes, it's still difficult, but it's factual and there's hope in declaring this truth. We know that God can come in and change this. However, if our thought life is causing us to speak out exaggerations, we can't even get in to the facts to ask God to heal us. Number three is, I can't, I won't, you shouldn't. This is an easy slip that we do without realizing it. It's actually habitual. My husband is a very funny and witty guy and often says things to get a laugh, but not realizing the power that's in them. One common comment he will joke about is, I don't read, I'm not a reader. This joke and comment is actually helpless and creates a victim mindset. There's little freedom out for the person who says it and the person who receives it. He's literally made up his mind and that's that, I'm not a reader. Instead, what we need to move to is a more empowered vocabulary. We want to move from victimhood to empowered action. What if my husband actually is an excellent reader? What if there's so much to be gained and insight to grow from him shifting his vocabulary? He could say, I didn't grow up reading and my teachers didn't believe that I could, but I'm changing that. I want to read and I love the growth that's happening within me when I read. In defense of him, I've seen a change in this helpless vocabulary and he will listen to books on tape that he's passionate about. I have prayed for him to love reading and I've declared he is an amazing reader. I have hope that it will come to pass. God is the God of the impossible. What we think can happen can because of his grace. We have to have the willpower to speak the freedom that he desires, even when we don't feel it or see it. The fourth comment that we make is, I'm so busy. This communicates many things, like how you are so important or that you have so much more going on than other people. Again, probably not your intention, but a lot of times that's what it communicates. The biggest problem with this statement is what it has on your mental health. It cuts you off from seeing different priorities and possibilities. So when you say, I'm so busy, it really means that you don't have any capacity to be at peace and think about things that really matter, like love, joy, peace, family, and to grow more fruit from what God intends. 
Sometimes I think we say it because at some unconscious level, we actually want it to change and we don't actually like it. I think that's the way for some people. So if we say it, somehow it's going to go away. And that's not actually what happens. Instead, what we want to do is slow down, be at peace, and actually shift our behavior for our mental health. Even if it's for five minutes, literally just say, Holy Spirit, come. Invite the Holy Spirit in to slow you down. Even if you have a lot of things on your plate, you can take five minutes to slow down your mindset to be at peace. The next time that someone asks you how you are, you can answer with a more clear, honest, and peaceful answer. How about something like, oh, I'm doing well. We brought the kids to school this week and had a great weekend up north, spending time outside. I was a little unsure with the new school, but it's gone so well so far. What this does is it opens up what's possible and what was done, the joy of your life, even if you feel busy and stressed in the moment. We need to stop saying, I am busy. I also would suggest with this, take a look at your calendar and see what you could actually take out. The next one is declaring, I have depression, I have anxiety, I have fill in the blank. People struggle so much more with mental health symptoms simply because of a diagnosis. I understand insurance requires it to be able to use your benefits. And I understand that it actually can be very helpful when you're wondering, what is wrong with me? Why am I struggling with this? And a diagnosis can get you the right treatment. I'm not saying to not get it. However, We need to shift with how we use the language in our mind and how we use it out loud to other people because of what it speaks. It's really cursing yourself when you use the diagnosis. Instead, you are not depression. You are not anxiety. You are not your diagnosis. You are a person. You are a beautiful human being made to thrive and you have purpose in this world. A better way to communicate your struggle is, I have been struggling with depression symptoms. This weekend was hard. I spent more time in bed than I would have liked. Or the anxiety symptoms stopped me from going out with friends. What this does is externalizes the symptoms. So it separates the symptoms from your identity. It doesn't ignore the problem, but it brings hope and empowerment to your identity instead of focusing on the problem. If you have a water bottle in front of you or something else, I want you to hold it up and put it in your hand. Now, I want you to see this bottle as depression or anxiety, whatever else you think that you have or that someone has told you. And what I want you to do is I want you to see it as outside of yourself and it's not who you are. See yourself, you are an empowered child of God, made in his image. You are created for a purpose. You are a vessel of the Holy Spirit. This water bottle shows symptoms that are trying to stop this empowered child from being that mighty vessel. The truth is that you are filled with light and that light is spreading everywhere that you go. Even if mental health symptoms are there with you, Those symptoms are not your identity. The next one, number six, is don't tell them I told you, but when you say this, you're giving other people a clear-cut reason to never 
tell you anything of significance because you'll spread it around. It's this desire and joy for gossip and you're really not to be trusted. We actually use it to kind of hotwire a connection. Brene Brown has used that before. She is a social worker and researcher who has done research on what makes connection. When we gossip, there's actually this desire for connection. So it's not a bad thing that we have in our heart, but when we do it, it actually communicates a lot more about us than we'd like. Instead, get rid of gossip and the desire for it. Ask Holy Spirit to take it away. Many of you have actually already done this and you rarely gossip. Good for you. If it does creep up at times, just notice the harm that it causes. Notice how you feel when you hear someone has gossiped about you. It's hard at first when you're trying to make a change, but there's so much more power in this freedom of just loving people wherever they're at, and it's much more peaceful. Do you want to be a trusted person? I know I do. Don't gossip and don't tell other secrets to others. And the last word that we need to eliminate is the word but, B-U-T. When someone asks you how your day is going, do you say, it's okay, but... If you generally feel the need to share a negative thought or emotion to get help from someone, do it sparingly. Not only are you taking yourself down, you're doing the same for other people listening to you. Another thing we do is, I'm sorry, but... Literally, that takes away the apology. You mean the comment after you say the apology more than you do the apology. Instead, use the word and. It's empowering. I'm sorry and my feelings were hurt. It's okay and I really need to talk to you about something. It's empowering to speak your truth and not cut it out with the word but. After listening to these seven things that I just said, some of you might feel a little offended and may even want to argue with me. You might be thinking, well, that is the way it is, or I am depressed. Remember, the gospel is offensive. It was offensive. The freedom that God desires for you is not of this world, and our little brains can't understand or truly grasp the power of it. Don't try to. Yield to God's possibilities. He will fill in the gap and give you revelations of things that you never could imagine when you yield to Him. What I want to invite you to do is really just to be open of a different way of thinking that will bring healing for you. Be open to what God has designed. I am depressed is how you feel. Feelings don't last forever and feelings can lie to us and spin us to more and more depression symptoms. Remember what led to the feelings, judgments, lying, thoughts that don't need to be there. Do you want to be mentally healthy? Do you want to feel joy, to feel peace, and to feel love? Then try noticing if you say these phrases and break free from them. Start to notice how they make you feel. They make you feel worse. Notice what happens when you eliminate them. I think sometimes what I've noticed is that people are so used to the way that they are that they don't even know that they're saying these things. And they don't even know what it's like to feel hopeful to get out of that hole of despair. In Matthew 19, 23 through 26, Jesus says to his disciples, 
Assuredly, I say to you, that it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And again I say to you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. When his disciples heard it, they were greatly astonished, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Break free of thinking and saying these phrases. Speak life over yourself and your loved ones. It's empowering to create new healthy habits to improve our mental health and be free in our soul, which is our mind, our will, and our emotions. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are revealing to us words spoken that do not bring life. We repent for speaking things that do not create life. We repent for needing to be in control and to know everything. I break all lies right now and word curses spoken over you right now in the name of Jesus. I bind up all mental health symptoms and diagnoses that have been spoken over you and I say get out. Enemy, you have no right to be with any of us because we are born again and the blood of Jesus is bigger than anything that we feel or see. We ask, Lord Jesus, for your supernatural presence and peace to come over every single one of us. Reveal anything that you want to change. Psalms 139.23 says, Search us, O God, and know our heart. Try us and know our anxieties. God, renew our minds to think, feel, and speak like you. We thank you that with men this is impossible but with God all things are possible we yield to you and all possibilities with you God our minds are sanctified to imagine and see freedom all throughout 2022 and beyond we thank you for your presence right now we thank you for hearing our prayers we thank you for the cross for the blood that you shed for us to do greater things than you. Thank you that in John 14, 12, you said, He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. We will do greater works. God, show us how to access all that the kingdom has for us so we can not only experience freedom ourselves, but we can bring freedom to those around us. I pray, Lord, for the listeners to be able to bring heaven to earth and spread love and joy to those around them. We thank you for the vision to speak life. I declare that we are free, we are healthy, we are joyful because of you, God. We are strong, we are courageous, we are at peace. Thank you that we speak life to ourselves and to those around us. Thank you for being with us here today, tomorrow, and the rest of the week. And we give you all the praise and glory, Jesus. Amen. 
Thank you so much for listening and make sure to join us in the episode on Thursday with Heather and Michael as they share their powerful story of sex and porn addiction and getting free as a couple. Have a blessed day. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.